0: This is Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. I'm Mark Berry. And just before we get underway, just a heads up, uh, I've got a cold and the voice keeps coming in and coming out, so it should be an interesting episode. And speaking of which, KIJHL Commissioner Jeff Dubois will join me to discuss the two big announcements this week. Emmanuel Sequera talks with one of the huddle instat players of the week, Ethan Shabansky from the Grand Forks Border Bruins. The Summerland Steams, Braden Gosselin was defenseman of the week and Luke Chakrabarti of the Creston Valley Thundercats was forward of the week. We'll shine a mini spotlight on both of them. Our player profile this week is on Scott Dick of the Osoyoos Coyotes. Commissioner Jeff Dubois is next. More comes. Sickelli threw it in front. They score. Hat trick goal. He sent it right up. Slot. area scores.
1: Bruins looking for that one timer. Didn't get it, but the rebound works. Down the wing. Half breakaway. More scores. Short handed. From behind the net. Right a wraparound goes in. McDuff! Benson in the back of the net. What a Basketball move. Smith
2: towards that Scores.
0: On Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast, I'm talking with the commissioner of the KIJHL, Jeff Dubois. Jeff, uh, geez, a couple of big announcements this past week, uh, including on Wednesday, the announcement of the coaching and team support staff for the uh, KIJHL team at the Prospects game uh, taking place November 28th in Kamloops. Uh, Just uh, announced them right now. Uh, Head coach will be uh, Dave Natiak from the Grand Forks Border Bruins. Assistant coaches will be Briar McNanny from Nelson, Yuri Novak from Revelstoke. Uh, the operations manager is Lance Morey from Nelson, and the athletic trainer and equipment manager will be Brian Burdekin from Grand Forks. And Boy, I tell you, those are some pretty high-powered coaches uh, that the KIJHL has uh, in store for the prospects game.
1: Yeah, we're, we're thrilled that Dave is back as the head coach. He did an outstanding job last year, and last year really was. It was the first time we'd ever done this game. Having to, you know, do things for the first time. And Dave and his staff did an awesome job. Really excited to have Yuri. Been in Revelstoke for a few years. Obviously, you know, don't have to explain the success that they've had there. Breyer's an excellent young coach in Nelson. Lance has an awesome eye for talent. You know, we couldn't be happier with the staff. that's agreed to do this for us this year and excited to to host the game in Kamloops.
0: I've talked with a a couple of players uh, that say uh, that the Prospects game last year, was the highlight of their junior hockey career so far? Uh, that just speaks to the preparation that both the PJHL and the KIJHL put into it.
1: Yeah, we've we really approached it with the PJHL as wanting to to put on an impressive event and and probably most importantly treat the players, you know, the way they should be treated, representing their leagues, being on that kind of stage. So, you know, I think most of what we did last year was great. But will we'll be even better this year. This is an event, you know, that I hope goes on for for many years to come and becomes something that you know is a, a special date on the on the junior hockey calendar. So, we're uh, we're excited to be back up and running.
0: Thursday, uh, the announcement was made on the BC Junior A Hockey Championships. They'll be in Kimberley. April 18th to 21st of next uh, next spring. Boy, I tell you, you couldn't pick a better place than Kimberly for a, a great celebration.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, they check all the boxes, right? They are defending league champions, silver medalists at the Cyclone Taylor Cup. They've been to that event a number of times. They always have a competitive team. Uh, and then you, you get into the, the fan support, the community support that they receive, You know, I got to be in their building a couple of times during the league finals last year, and, you know, 1,500, 1,600 fans, you know, for for big games in Kimberley. They're going to put on an awesome event. Uh, We know the building's going to be full. We know they're going to have a a good team on the ice. So, um, you know, lots of reasons why they're going to be great hosts.
0: Yeah, you know, normally uh, we would know who the next host is uh, at the previous, well, Cyclone Taylor Cup, but this is the first uh, go-around for a Junior A championship of this sort. Uh, so I guess uh, there must have been a lot of scrambling in the last few months trying to figure out who was going to get it.
1: I mean, we we certainly went through the summer, you know, kind of with a, an unclear path in terms of what was going to happen for, for Junior A. When we put together the bidding process for this event, we had three awesome bids, including two from within our league. You know, it, it wasn't an easy decision on the one hand, but but on the other Kimberly had been through the bidding process for the Cyclone Taylor Cup the previous year. They put together an awesome package, and then for all the other reasons that I mentioned, the you know how well-run a team they are on the ice, uh, the support that they have in their community and at the Civic Center, they check all the boxes in terms of being a great host.
0: Well, we're uh, four weeks into the the new season. How do you feel about uh, the Kijhl and uh what you're seeing on the ice every week?
1: So far, I, the games I've been at have been tremendously entertaining. I, I really feel like there has been this sort of new energy. You know, when I talk to coaches in our league, when I talk to, you know, governors and owners and all the people that are involved with our clubs, just a lot of excitement about uh, stepping up to the junior A level, um, knowing that there's, you know, a lot of work to do. Uh, on the one hand, but just uh, a bunch of new places that we can take our game. You know, I think you're you're going to see on the ice this season an uptick in, in the level of competition. You know, and at the same time, you know, I've I've been able to see a handful of guys who have played in our league in past seasons, you know, a guy like Luke Chakrabarty with the Thundercats, just taking it to a whole new level. So uh, I don't think there's going to be any lack of excitement or enthusiasm throughout the league this year. I think the, the Junior A opportunity that's presented itself, our folks are embracing.
0: Jeff Dubois is the commissioner of the KIJHL. Goaltender of the Week, Ethan Shabansky, is next on Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. Kelsogar Rebels on the power play. Kalinich skates in, takes the shot. Shabansky made the stop. I think he was thinking about grabbing it, but it ended up getting cleared. Lorenko fires it back in from the blue line. Pass back to Lorenko in the high slot. Straight on shot to Shabansky. There's the rebound, and the Bruins pick up the second rebound, backhanding that down into the Cal State. Speaking zone. with
2: Ethan Shabansky, goaltender for the Grand Forks Border Bruins. Ethan, uh, you went 1-1 one one on the weekend for your team. How did you feel that you played?
3: Well, I thought I played really good. Obviously, uh, losing that second game was pretty tough, but honestly, i say our first game was really strong, and also our second game as well. Uh, you know, like Princeton's a really good uh, team, and honestly, I thought we came out with lots of good structure and like just laying the body, especially against uh, a pretty skilled team. And uh, yeah, like I thought, we played really well this weekend.
2: When it comes to your overall play, like um, where do you feel that your game is at? I
3: think it's really good right now. I thought I've been playing pretty good, just trying to help out the team get wins, be a guy that will just help your team succeed and uh, win lots of games.
2: Even though the team wasn't able to get the the victory in Princeton, are you getting gaining more and more confidence with the way that you're playing?
3: Yeah, I feel like my game's getting better uh, every day. Uh, you know, practicing hard. Uh, <clears throat> just being there for my teammates during games and uh just kind of learning um every day from coach dave and what he has to bring
2: this being your final season of junior hockey uh what are some of the things that you want to accomplish personally but also on a team level
3: yeah uh, i would like to just honestly just get my game better you know be more patient and uh get like better skating and uh, my puck talent as well and uh Honestly, for the team, I want to go all the way this year. Uh, it's my last year, and a, you know I'm going to give it every game I got and uh, hopefully win a,
2: win a chip. Okay, great. Well, thanks for joining us on Top Shop, the KJHL podcast, Ethan. Awesome, thank you for having me. Player Spotlight.
0: Now Goslin working through the middle. Here's Nikolai across the line. Connor Nikolai dragging, and that one interrupted on the way in through. Here's Goslin dragging, shooting, scores! the goose is loose Brayden Goslin. Brayden Gosselin Summerland Steam 06 from Summerland BC 62 201 pounds 7 points in week 3 action Head Coach Morton Kulder on his rookie defenseman.
1: Braden has been playing, (laughs) I was about to say, like um, a vet. He has been uh, leading everything defensively, offensively uh, for a team, and is the guy that's taking the most ice time in every situation as well as a 2006 guy. It's, It's pretty impressive.
0: Okay, it's time to take a look at uh, stats around the league. And let's start with the division leaders. And this is based on points percentage. Kimberly has the best record in the Eddie Mountain division. Uh, this is heading into week four. Uh, Beaver Valley uh, leads in the Neil Murdoch division. Princeton has the best record in the Bill O'Hausen division. And Sycamore's off to a great start. Uh, they have the best record in the Doug Burks. Next week, uh, we'll have the first official power rankings of the season, uh, but just to give you a heads up, uh, this week, uh, number one is Beaver Valley. Number two is Sycamus, Number three and number four, boy, I tell you, it was tight between Princeton and Kimberly, but Princeton gets the nod. They have the third best power ranking, uh, followed closely by Kimberly, and those two are going to fight all season long. We can feel it. And in fifth spot is Kamloops. We have six teams with a records better than 700 points per game, leaders in the KIJHL heading into the weekend: number one Zach Ballman from Spokane, averaging 2.6 points per game; Tristan Wheel from Kimberley, 2.33; Luke Chakrabarti from Creston, 2.17 points per game. And then we have a tie for fourth, Ty Schumacher from Spokane, Oli Clement from Beaver Valley, and Nicholas Hughes from Kimberly, all tied at two points per game. Top save percentage amongst goaltenders, uh, Gabe Osmond from Princeton at 9.48, Nick Krunic from Fernie at 9.47, and Luke Roberts from Chase at 9.45. Eight goaltenders in the KIJHL have save percentages over 9.30. Rookie Scott Dick of the Isuys Coyotes leads his team in scoring, averaging over a point per game. Emmanuel Sequera talks with him next.
4: Here's Jared Gale,
0: near side for connecting. Now Brewer for Dickie scores. I'm
2: joined by Scott Dick of the Isuys Coyotes. Scott, welcome to Top Shelf, the Kijhl podcast. Thank you for having me, Scott. Uh, so last week in two games, you had two goals. How did you feel that you played? First game, I felt like I played pretty well. Uh, Had a lot of shots on net, a lot of power play
4: goals. Second game, it was a bit slower. Team had a slow start and it just wasn't the best game for
2: us. You have six goals in seven games played. What has it been like for you to be able to contribute early? Uh, It's been really well. I started off slow in preseason and I picked it up
4: during third game of the season I got one goal and an assist and then after that I've just been taking a lot of shots and getting a lot of goals.
2: How do you feel that you've been playing so far?
4: Um, I feel like I've been playing pretty good. My physicality is not as much there yet but I'm still working on it. It's a lot different than minor hockey. I feel like I'm playing pretty well so far.
2: Yeah let's kind of touch on uh, what has the adjustment been like for you to junior hockey as you played for the central rockets double a team last season uh, it's definitely a lot more physical and a lot faster hard to get used to but getting the hang of it now i've seen that you had a pretty good season offensively last year but what were some things that you focused on to keep improving as a player to help you be able to make the jump and be ready to play junior hockey this season i worked on my speed a lot to get a get faster i worked out a lot during the summer
4: to get bigger, and um, I just focus on like my shot and my physicality.
2: What made you decide to come to the Kijhl and play for a Soyuz uh, I was just wanting to be close to home,
4: and Soyus is a really good organization. And I heard a lot of good things about it. And I know Ken, the coach, is a great coach, and I wanted to play for him.
2: Yeah, as I mentioned before, you had a big season offensively. You had 18 goals in 33 games. What was this season like for you?
4: Uh, it was a great season. A lot of good guys on the team. We just worked really hard offensively and we were very successful in the offensive zone. We worked a lot on the power play and that's where most of my success came from.
2: What type of player do you consider yourself
4: to be, Scott? I consider myself more as a goal scorer, just more of an offensive guy.
2: Have you always had those offensive abilities, like I guess that that knack to find the back of the net? Um. Yeah, since I was young, I've always
4: been able to find the back of the net pretty easily. I'm a natural goal scorer. So always try to find myself in
2: the right spot. What is the feeling that you get when you score a goal? Uh, my mind just kind of goes blank when I score. It's just excitement. Uh, when it comes to this season, uh, do you have any goals for yourself that you want to accomplish as, as you keep working to become a better player? Just looking to
4: be in the gym a lot more, get bigger, use my size to my advantage and start being a lot
2: more physical. And what are your impressions of the group of uh, teammates that you're playing with? The team, the team is very good. A lot of good guys and super nice. Well, Scott, thank you for joining us on Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. Thank you for having me. Player
0: Spotlight. Now Max goes back. Turns and swings that forward. It's a onside hedges in front for Luke and he scores. It'll be Luke Chakrabarti from Landon Hedges and Max Chakrabarti. Luke chakrabarty Creston Valley Thundercats, 03 forward from Surrey, BC, 5'9, 155 pounds, five goals, one assist in week three action. Head coach Brad Tobin. On what the captain brings in addition to scoring,
3: I think just leadership has obviously been with the club for uh, quite a few seasons now. And just the way that he handles himself on the ice every day in practice, and he's not a, a raw, raw guy. I think he, uh, you know, he shows it on the ice day in and day out. He's a fast player in that. And he always has his motor going every day. He's just he's happy to be at the rink, and he, uh, yeah, he always has that scoring uh, scoring ability in practice.
0: This is Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. Our thanks this week to the KIJHL broadcasters, in particular, Kevin McKinnon, Eric Blow, and Tim Hogg. KIJHL Director of Communications, Emmanuel Sequera and Commissioner Jeff Dubois. Asuyu's Coyotes forward, Scott Dick, and Grand Forks Border Bruins netminder, Ethan Shabansky. Steam Head Coach, Morton Kube, and Thundercats Head Coach, Brad Tobin. And finally... A stick-tap-to-flow hockey, which brings our players closer to their families and friends back home. I'm Mark Berry. This is Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. We're back in seven days.